even if the low end of forecast comes to fruition of 5%, that'll be the greatest single year GDP increase since at least 2001. That's how far back their data went. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode. And for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hello, best of your listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and we're back again for another episode of the Syndication School series a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndications. And we're going to break down another commercial real estate report, this time going to Marcus and Millichap. So they've been releasing a lot of coronavirus-related special reports every once in a while. And in this report, they analyzed the performance of the major commercial real estate asset classes during the pandemic. And they did this with the purpose of providing some predictions on future post-pandemic trends for commercial real estate as a whole, as well as for each individual commercial real estate asset class. So the report is called Post-Pandemic Investment Trends. And if you go to marcusandmillichap.com and go to their research section, it'll pop up in their special reports section. I believe they released this in May, so last month. I recommend checking out the full report. There's a lot of really good graphs with up-to-date information on things like cap rates and asking rents and vacancy trends. I think some of this data went back to 2001. And that's on industrial, multifamily, office, and retail. So I know this is technically apartment syndication school, but today this will be straight up syndication school. We'll talk about the commercial real estate industry as a whole, and then a few points on some of the other non-multifamily asset classes, just because one asset class has been performing better than multifamily. The rest obviously have not, but I've got eight takeaways that I got from this report that I wanted to go over today. So the first takeaway is that overall, there is a very strong, improved economic outlook. And this is mostly reflected by the GDP growth projections or the GDP increase projected for 2021. So they have a low end forecast and a high end forecast for 2021. And that is a GDP growth of 5% on the low end and approximately 9% on the high end. So they have data going back in this report to 2001. 
And even if the low end of forecast comes to fruition of 5%, that'll be the greatest single year GDP increase since at least 2001. That's how far back their data went. And one of the interesting factors as to why they believe GDP is going to increase so much and I don't think I've talked about this on this show before, but I think it might have been mentioned in an interview we've done with someone, or maybe Travis and I talked about it on Actively Passive, but there was a massive increase in savings during 2020. So in this report, they say that the savings deposits and money market funds increased by $4.3 trillion since February of 2020. So obviously, as things start opening back up, that money will be spent which will result in the GDP increasing, helping the economy grow. And I think it's something along the lines of retail spending has increased by over 10% recently. I think it might have been the 12 months leading up to March 2021. So it's kind of already happening. That's why they project the GDP to improve so much in 2021. Second point is about cap rates. The point here is cap rates are expected to continue to decrease. So with the exception of senior housing and office space, where cap rates are expected to remain the same, cap rates are expected to decrease across all other commercial real estate asset classes. And this is a continued decrease because they have been decreasing for a while now. So they expect housing and office to not continue to decrease, to kind of stop and stabilize. They expect all other asset classes, industrial, multifamily, retail, etc., to decrease. And the asset classes with the greatest anticipated decreases in cap rates were self-storage and hospitality. Hospitality is an interesting one. We talked about this, I think, maybe in last syndication school, how a lot of demand for hospitality right now with the expectation that obviously it's not doing very well because of the pandemic, but that it's going to bounce back very strongly as things open up. It was just a temporary dip and that investors were looking for steep discounts. They can get those discounts. And then obviously once it returns, they make a lot of money on those investments. Because a compressing cap rate is an indication of an increase in demand. So a strong demand for self-storage, a strong demand for hospitality, also demand for the other asset classes like industrial, multifamily, and retail. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. One of the hardest tasks to balance while scaling your real estate investing business is accounting. Well, realestateaccounting.co takes care of the numbers for you so you can grow your business and revenue. REA helps property managers and investors save time and money by automating back office, financial, admin, and accounting. Starting is quick and seamless, from accounts payable to reconciliations, taxes, and reporting. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever to find out how REA clients save on average 30% by leveraging their accounting services versus hiring in-house. With CPAs on staff and being owner-operators themselves, REA knows the challenges of your growing real estate business. Try it risk-free at realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. And remember to mention the Best Ever Podcast sent you to receive up to $1,800 towards onboarding and services. That's realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. 
their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. Number three is that the commercial real estate yields are still greater than other alternative low risk investment vehicles. So this is just looking at the spread in returns, the spread in yields from the average commercial real estate cap rate and the 10 year treasury rate, which would be the alternative low risk investment vehicles. So the spread between the 10 year treasury rate and the average commercial real estate cap rate in 2021, all this data is from March. So March 2021 was 460 basis points. And so compare this to five years prior in 2016, it was 390 basis points. And then in 2011, it was 590 basis points. So right kind of in between those two, which means you can get a better return investing in real estate than other alternative low risk investment vehicles. Number four, and this is going into the commercial real estate specific asset classes. There's a very strong demand for industrial space. So the logic here is in part, or this is not the only reason why, but it is mostly due to stores closing down and more people, especially older generations, transitioning to online e-commerce, right? Buying stuff online. And then these warehouses having to increase their stock by an extra space, larger spaces. So there was a record number of deliveries over a 12 month period ending in March. But at the same time, because usually as new stuff comes online, you would expect a decrease in rents and an increase in vacancy, right? Because there's more product. But during the same time, the national industrial vacancy rate only rose 10 basis points, which is 0.01%, while the asking rents increased by 4.6%. So very, very strong increase in demand for industrial space. Even though there's a record number of new deliveries created in 12-month period, it still wasn't enough to keep up with demand. Something to consider. Number five, moving to multifamily, which may be what you care about the most. This is just a reiteration of things we talked about before, but target secondary and tertiary markets for real estate. Primary markets didn't fare very well over the last four quarters. Vacancy increased by 80 basis points on average, and the average rent declined by 3.4%. Again, this is on average. Some places a lot more than others. Whereas when you look at secondary and tertiary markets, Vacancy actually went down 10 basis points and average effective rents grew by 2.2% over that time span. Obviously, this is a trend that was occurring prior to the pandemic and the pandemic just accelerated this trend. So focus on those secondary tertiary markets. Also stay away from urban areas and focus more on suburban areas. Number six, this is focusing on retail space. So the trend here is single tenant retail space is performing better than multi-tenant retail space, with one exception, of course. So the demand for retail space that at least maintained performance during the pandemic, like discount stores, drug stores, quick service drive-through restaurants are things you should focus on. Those are examples of single tenant retail space. 
Whereas on the other hand, multi-tenant retail space did perform as well. The only exception would be grocery-anchored shopping centers in growing sub-markets. So got a big grocery store, like a, I guess here would be a Julasco or a Fresh Market or a Whole Foods. And then around them are other things like where I live. There's a bunch of other retail stores. And as long as it's in a growing sub-market, that's still something worthy of investing in. Number seven is about office space, which is going to continue to be uncertain. If remember when we did our investor outlook syndication school last week, we said that surveying investors, basically no one thought demand was going to return for office for at least, I'm pretty sure it's three years. So this report reiterates that and a lot of uncertainty because of unknown of when or how many people are going to return to in-person working. So cap rates really haven't changed while cap rates basically everywhere else have compressed. There are some places like medical offices that are in demand. So for medical offices, cap rates are compressing. Also, suburban office space is performing way better than urban office space for the same reasons why a suburban multifamily is performing better than urban multifamily. During a 12-month period ending in March 2021, the vacancy rates for the suburban offices rose approximately two-thirds as much as compared to urban offices. So obviously the vacancy did increase, but not as much in the suburbs. And same thing for rents. So asking rents fell across the board on average, but much more so in the urban areas of 6.1%, whereas office space in suburban areas, the asking rents only dropped by about 0.2%, so almost negligible. So if you are going to target office, make sure it's suburban office-based or medical offices. And then lastly, the buying patterns during the pandemic. This is point number eight, is that the private buyers were responsible for a majority of purchases during the pandemic. So while institutions were on hold in a sense, private buyers were responsible for 55% of the total dollars invested during the 12-month period ending in March of 2021, this is a 300 basis points increase compared to the pre-pandemic private investor volume. Now, this is fairly typical during economic recessions. They said that the same thing happened due to the 2008 recession, where big buyers stepped back and private buyers came in there and were doing most of the investing. And then after the recession subsided, and the economy bounced back, then it went back to normal. Whereas this time, they are predicting that private buyers might not necessarily be the majority of the buying volume, but they're going to be a higher percentage than they have been in the past as things bounce back. And this is especially in the $1 million to $10 million purchase range. So maybe one takeaway from here is that if you own property in that range, it might be in more demand than it would have been in the past. Maybe a lot of big buyers aren't buying those type of properties. It's usually a private buyer are buying in that range. More private buyers in the market, more in demand your $1 million to $10 million properties are. We'll get back to the show. First, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference, February 24th through 26th, back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. So I'll quickly go through these one more time just to summarize. 
We've got number one, improved economic outlook with a potential record high GDP growth in 2021. We've got almost across the board a continued compression of cap rates. Exceptions again were going to be senior housing and office space. We've got the continued large spread between commercial real estate yields and other alternative low-risk investment vehicles like the 10-year treasury rate. Four, you've got a strong demand for industrial space just across the board. Five, you've got a strong demand for multifamily in the secondary and tertiary markets. Six, you've got the single-tenant retail space being in more demand than the multi-tenant retail space, with the exception of those grocery-anchored shopping centers in good markets. Number seven, office is going to be uncertain, but if you really need to invest in office, you want to choose the suburban office space over the urban office space, and then also you could focus on medical offices across the board. And then lastly, private buyers were responsible for a large chunk, well, the majority of investment volume during the pandemic, and that investment volume might, if a piece of the pie decrease as institutions come back, will still be strong. So there'll be a demand for private buyers. So again, this is a special report by Marks and Millichap post-pandemic investment trends for Q2 2021. So check that out. Check out the other Syndication School episodes that we have. We have also have documents for those episodes at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.